done is better than perfect. And I think a lot of business owners get this perfectionist mode and they hear an outside voice tell them, well, you're not posting, what you're posting isn't good enough from their family or their friends or some guru they see. And it's like, no, you've just got to get in the beginning days of your business. You've just got to get started. You just have to do something. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several businesses to seven and eight figure companies, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with patents and trademarks. And on today's expert episode, we have another great expert on, Erica Johnson. And uh, she will, uh, I'll give a, a quick intro, and then I'm sure she'll give even more of her background, but she'll be talking a lot on um, everything that's kind of online marketing, whether that includes social media, blogs, podcasts, LinkedIn, Instagram, Instagram TV, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and I'm sure there are a whole bunch more that I'm not even listing, but we'll have a good conversation about that and how as a business you can leverage these platforms in order to grow your business and make it even more successful. So with that, welcome on to the podcast, Erica. Thanks for having me, Devin. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, before we jump into all of the, the great things of uh, online marketing, maybe just give uh, everybody just kind of a, a quick intro on yourself and your background and, and what you do. Sure. So I'm Erica Johnson, the owner of ePartners Marketing, where I help busy business owners like you with marketing design and public relations. I have a small but mighty team. So it's a public relations partner, and that's what we do. I've been in this industry for eight years, and I've had my own business for roughly around four. So yeah, that's all. All right. Well, that's easy enough. So been doing this for about four years, and you've worked. I think when we talked a little bit before, you've worked with you know a lot of different businesses, different sizes, different types of businesses, and what they do. But if you're to start to dive in. You know, if I'm a business, I'm a startup, small business, and I'm looking to grow or I'm looking to get our name out there, how do I decide? Because there's a whole lot of different of which, you know, and, and we'll get into whether or not you should go with the marketing firm versus do it internally yourself maybe is another question. But before we dive into that, even just a general picture of should I explore this, should I look at it, you've got a whole bunch of different platforms, everything from social media to Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter and YouTube and LinkedIn, all the way to blogs, you can do videos, you can do podcasts. So how do you start to even tackle that? Because there's so much you could do. I'm sure not all of them are going to be the, the right fit for every business. So how do you kind of start to figure that out? That's a great question, Devin. I would say that a business owner really has to focus on where their customer is. They might have a current customer that they've been currently serving, even though they're very, very just starting out. They can look at if they've had between one and five sales, they can say to themselves, okay, did I enjoy that customer interaction? Do I want to kind of serve someone else? And then they can see where that someone else is hanging out. So if they're B2B, they might be better on LinkedIn. If they're business to consumer, is their consumer hanging out on Facebook or are they more on Instagram? Same thing with an online boutique. If they're an Etsy shop owner, are they promoting themselves on Pinterest, if their audience is mostly YouTubers or bloggers, Pinterest and YouTube might be the platforms for them. Um, I would say that's what the business owner should definitely ask themselves first. Where do my customers hang out? Because you can have all the content in the world, 
But if your customer is not hanging out there, they're never going to see it. And the second part of the question, you said, you know, should a business owner try it themselves first? I would say yes. I would love, my favorite customers are the ones that try it themselves. My favorite clients, I should say, are the ones that try it themselves because they understand how much work goes into it to be consistent. Whether they are getting serious about one platform or all the ones you named, they understand that a lot of work goes into it to get any results, not even just getting good results, but to get any traction at all, it takes a lot of work. So I love when a business owner has tried it or someone on their team has tried it. That way we can actually optimize what they've had. Because a lot of the times a business owner, what they're doing does not suck. <laughs> what, some of what they're doing is good. So we just have to make it better. No, I think that's the helpful answer. So I'm going to dive into part of what you said. So let's say I haven't tried any, because the difference is if I tried some and you said, you know, do you like that interaction? Was it a good customer, a good client, or was it a terrible one? And maybe you're trying to filter that out if you use platforms. When if I haven't even tried it or haven't dived into it yet, how do you even start to delineate? Should I try Pinterest first or should I try Facebook first or should I try Instagram first? And I'm sure, you know, the easy answer is, you know, shotgun and try all of them. But I'm assuming that a lot of businesses don't have unlimited funds and they also only have money, a limited bandwidth, either them personally doing it or hiring someone. So how do you start to figure out which one you should even try first if you haven't started yet? So a great way is, you know, doing a quick competitive analysis. You can, you know, take a slice of humble pie and say, hey, I do this thing, but who else does this thing? And might not be in your local area, but maybe, for, not using you as an example, I'll say a wedding photographer. Let's say the wedding photographer is in Jacksonville, where I am, Jacksonville, Florida, but they're saying, okay, which platform should I be on? They can look at a wedding photographer in Atlanta or in California and then see, well, what social media platforms are they on? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Pinterest? Are they on YouTube? Do they have any YouTube videos? Do they write blog posts? Do they have a podcast? You can do some competitive analysis before you have even one customer that you generated from social media or one post at all and figure out, does it make sense for you to be there? Mm. Um, by looking at what are your competitors already doing? I don't almost think, and correct me if I'm wrong, it almost makes sense. You can also see, you know, if there are, and I think you can do that most. I'm not a social media expert by any means. Um, but you can see, are they getting a lot of responses, right? So let's say if they're on Facebook and they've got five likes and they're on Instagram and they've got 5,000 likes and I'm making extreme numbers, but one may be an indication that Instagram for this type of business or that works better. And so focus on Instagram as opposed to Facebook or whatever that may be. Is that a fair, fair a, a summary? Yes, I definitely agree with that. So now you, you take that and you said, okay, let's say I have tried it. And you said, you know, I've tried it out a bit, different platforms, kind of figure out a little bit of what I like or what may make sense. And now I'm trying to decide, does it make sense to do it internally, hire on the resources, go to an outside place. And I know that it's kind of like, a, it's a bit of a biased answer, kind of like you ask a patent attorney, if you need a patent, they're always going to say, yeah, you probably need one because you know, that's what you build your business around. But how do you decide when to do it internally, how to do it internally, when to bring, you know, whether it's hire someone in, have that as a full-time position or a part-time position, go to an outside firm, hire someone that's independent. How do you start to weigh that or make that decision as to what is the best in investment for your dollars? I would say, and this is going to be counterintuitive because I make websites. I do marketing, but I make websites. Mm. I would say test the market first with marketing mm. before you even think about a website. And I know like all the designers listening are probably going to like send me pew pew or something. 
probably gonna want to shoot me, but before you invest in a logo, before you invest in an LLC, even before you run down to the courthouse and say, I'm going to make this a business, I would say focus on getting your first sale and how you can get your first sale is talking to your family and friends, AKA social media, because <laughs> they're all social distance. So I would say that's what you want to focus on first. And I know that's counterintuitive because it's hard because look, okay, I need sales, but I need marketing, but I need sales to make the marketing, but I need the marketing to make the sales. So I would say very first thing you want to do is focus on social media first, maybe focus on one to two, three and four and five, you don't have time and you won't have the motivation either because you'll be frustrated. If you've never ha had any sales at all, you'll get a little bit frustrated and self-doubt. So to just build up that muscle for social media, I would say focus on maybe one or two platforms that you've seen your competitor on. Mm. Start to build that habit of posting consistently and especially a new business owner starting out. It might only be one to three times a week. You know, I don't expect them to post every day because, you know, when I was starting out, yeah, I would post every single day. I didn't have anything else to do because I barely had any customers. Right. <laughs> but I know that, you know, with COVID in life, it might not be that way. So they just have to get consistent and start building some sort of presence, whatever that looks like. I would say that has to start internally first, where even if it's a solopreneur, they have to find the time, even if it's 10 minutes a day or, you know, 10 minutes out of the week or 30 minutes out of the week, even to where they sit down and they do the post, even if the post graphically is not that appealing, at least you did it. I would say the coin phrase done is better than perfect. And I think a lot of business owners get this perfectionist mode and they hear an outside voice tell them, well, you're not posting what you're posting isn't good enough from their family or their friends or some guru they see. And it's like, no, you've just got to get in the beginning days of your business. You've just got to get started. You just have to do something. You just got to get to my goal for Instagram would be 12 posts mm. because that looks like a full grid. Um, Twitter's a completely different animal. You can have as many tweets as you want over there. <laughs> uh, Pinterest, my goal for Pinterest, a starting account for Pinterest would be 20 pins on each board. Mm. For YouTube, it would th be three videos. For Facebook, it would be, again, you know, at least consistent posts. I don't have a set number of posts for Facebook. I would say at least three posts on your Facebook fan page would be acceptable. And same thing with blogging. As long as someone can go to your website and see at least three blog posts, you gave some effort, that's better than it says blog and then you go there and it says coming soon and it's like, really? So yeah, just doing the effort is what counts because especially if they go to your social media profile, they're gonna scroll down to the bottom and then they can understand that, okay, this person is just starting out. They'll figure it out really quick that you're just starting out. They don't expect you to have a hundred posts or a thousand posts and you just started your business two weeks ago, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say that's when they should think about it first. Um, okay. they should oh. think about it before they get a sale or while they're getting their sales, when they're just starting out now, switching gears to when should they hire externally? I would say to get the most bang for your buck to where it's a good investment, you can actually get some results. I would say, wait until you're saying, Oh my God, I'm too busy to post. If you're too busy to post, but you're busy with client work, not just life, then that's the time that someone's got to come in. Even if it's not a full scale social media manager, maybe it's just a VA at first that you get for some simple tasks. That's when I would say it's time to offload it. If you start looking at you're promoting your business and you're not enjoying it, 
or you're too busy, you don't have the time, that's when it's time to get someone else in that will enjoy it and does have the time. That's when I would say to do that. All right. No, makes perfect sense. So now I'm going to shift a little bit of, or gears just slightly self-interested question, but I think it yeah. applies to a lot of ours. So one of the other ones that you didn't mention as much on was LinkedIn, right? And for me, if I'm looking for more of a B2B or business professionals, sometimes, you know, in my mind, and I may be completely wrong, you know, faith, well, so at law firm, run a law, have a harder time. And if you have ideas, I'd love to hear them on Facebook and that. But I find that the people that are oftentimes looking for patents and trademarks and those things were oftentimes a lot or the CEOs, C-level people, founders, co-founders, and they're a bit easier to find on LinkedIn or to approach them. So if you were to take that as a premise and you can tell me if it's wrong, but how do you, you know, any thoughts or guidance on LinkedIn posts as far as what kind should I, or should you be regularly posting on LinkedIn? Is there what type of material you should? Do you do it paid advertising, organic? I don't know enough. So give us a little bit of insight because I think there's a lot of people that use LinkedIn within our audience that are saying, hey, how do I tackle LinkedIn? I know it's a great platform, but I don't really know what I need to do on it. So for me, LinkedIn has been a, a strong focus for my business and one of my social media clients in particular. And I've noticed that with LinkedIn, LinkedIn right now is what Facebook was a few years ago. Like remember you'd post on Facebook and get so many so much interaction, so many views and stuff like that. So that's what LinkedIn is right now. You can post on LinkedIn, not even consistently, like you can post once a week or once every few weeks, but as long as you post there, hmm. people will interact with it. They get really excited because I think a lot of people get intimidated by LinkedIn because it's super professional, hmm. but now people, especially with everything going on in our world now, people are letting their hair down. They're really relaxing. And I'm finding that over there, more lifestyle type of posts do really well. Just candid, behind the scenes, not super professional flyers and stuff like that. When I post those really nice flyers, they don't get those many likes or the, that much comments and stuff. If I post a video, it does really well. Like if I was to post this interaction, just like this, like a screen share, a recording of this, that would do really well because they see us interacting, the people to people thing is what um, they like. And I would say for any social media platform, not just LinkedIn in particular, but any platform, people love people. So yeah. if you can show, and I know a lot of business owners are like, ah, I don't want to be the face of my company, but that's what they like on across the board, you know? So, but going back to LinkedIn, just focusing on LinkedIn, I would say a mix of personal type of posts where you know it's you in your office but you know you're looking engaging with some caption that draws them in um mm. sharing your own blog post your own podcast as long as the caption or the heading draws them in and i would say i use a few hashtags there too i use like maybe three hashtags i've noticed it reaches people outside of my um sphere mm. of my connections i should say okay so now diving into that just a bit deeper, because I think that's very insightful and helpful. So you take LinkedIn and let's say, it sounds like you do a mixture, maybe summarizing, a mixture of almost kind of personal, backing up. So the, the question I always see or the question I have personally and other uh, people in the audience, I'm sure do too, 
is, you know, it seems like some, at least some people on LinkedIn are saying, hey, this is a professional platform. We don't want it to become the next Facebook where everybody shares, you know, the, the birth of their child or their wedding pictures or those type of things. Is that a, you know, or they don't want it to say, hey, I went for a run today and, you know, now I'm awesome, you know, and I worked out. Those type of things that are oftentimes more social media to share with your friends and family. Is that a correct assumption that you're wanting to bifurcate or delineate that or, or, or as you're saying is it people are still looking for that personal or should the personal be business related or have a business moral or should it just be share personal stuff whatever that may be does that make sense yes i would say you gotta find that mix um i look at other accounts that i follow and i look at okay well they shared this and it got these many likes and i look at well how many people shared it how many people liked it how many people commented people mm. love the person aspect if you were to go on linkedin right now and say hey i had this shake this morning and have something about you know getting something that ties in with being an entrepreneur getting your day started and why you needed that shake to get your day started to be productive people connect with that even though the picture of the shake you're not in it you still talked about how that helped you be productive and people like that because they can relate everyone's cooking now i mean some people are going out to eat but everyone's cooking now so it connects with them and they want to learn how to be productive too and i again and I keep noticing that the ones, the posts that are getting the most interaction are the ones that we traditionally thought, okay, that's for Instagram or that's for Facebook. Um, not to be biased age wise, but I see a lot of younger, you know, girls coming on LinkedIn or younger ladies, I should say coming on LinkedIn and they look, you know, fresh out of college, but they're getting a lot of traction because they're not doing the uber professional the people that first got on LinkedIn, like I got on LinkedIn back in 2010 as a college project, our, one of our teachers said, get on LinkedIn, make a LinkedIn profile. Back in 2010, oh yeah, it was super professional. You wouldn't dare post any of your family pictures or anything like that. But flash forward to 2020, I see, just the other day, there's a guy that I follow on LinkedIn and he posted a picture of him and his daughter, you know, in his office and people really liked it. Just like a video, I have a video with my daughter on my um, LinkedIn profile and people liked it. People interacted with it. It was something that, you know, I, I had heard that having a personal post on there would work and then I tested it out and I was like, okay, well, people do like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. No, I think that makes sense. And I think that's a, a question that, you know, it's a helpful answer because I think some people, one to your point, people are sometimes shy about sharing personal things, but even beyond that on some platforms are saying, should I, or what does it make sense? And I don't want to send the wrong signal. So now with that one other question, and I'm peppering you with questions. So certainly if you have anything else, but is there, what are some of the don'ts mean? Are there some things that people should avoid, whether it's, you know, posting or marketing or anything that, Hey, this is not a good idea. You know, don't, you know, and I'm making it up because I don't know the answer, but don't go political as an example, or don't talk about which party you do. I mean, that, you know, that's an example, but are there things that you should avoid or shouldn't post on or shouldn't talk about, shouldn't bring up, or is everything fair game? I would say, think about your ideal customer, think about your customer base. Hmm. How is your customer base going to take it? If you press post, because you have to be bold with it as well as a business owner, you've got to be bold with what you post. So, hmm. If it's a strong opinion, how are they going to take it? Are they going to resonate it? Or are they going to resonate, resonate with it? Or are they going to feel alienated? Are they going to feel connected to you? Or are they going to feel distanced from you? That's what I would say. Because even though you're, 
customer base might not necessarily be your follower yet or your connection yet on LinkedIn. When they go to your profile, they can see that. So mm. I would say whatever you post, really think about it before you click post. Never post anything out of anger. I know with the world we live in, there's a lot of religious stuff going on, a lot of political stuff going on, a lot of race stuff going on. I would say any reaction you have to that, do not put that on LinkedIn. <laughs> Make sure, you know, you talk to your real life friends or family about that. If you just got to let it out or, you know, make sure that your Facebook profile has, if some people leave the Facebook profile for their personal thoughts and their personal family, make sure it's locked down like Fort Knox. If, if you're that type of person, make sure it's locked down like Fort Knox to where the people on that list, you actually trust them, that they're not screenshotting. Because what I've seen from past client I had before, he had very, very strong political views, very mm. strong religious views. And that's great to have. But I had warned him. I had said, hey, look, I don't think you want to be sharing that because sometimes your customer isn't necessarily in the same wavelength when it comes to stuff like that. He did not listen to me. It was detrimental to his business, mm. just being honest. Because if you look at who his client, his customer base was, and his messaging, it was a complete mismatch. Hmm. His customer base was filled with one type of political party and he was spewing another and everything he was saying was out of hate. And it was totally opposite from the persona. When you see him in person and he presents his product to you, totally different. You're like, this is a completely different person. You would be shocked. You'd be like, oh my gosh, that's really him. Like you would think that his account had been spammed. So that's my story with that. You know, you've got to be careful with where you decide to share that because with it being the internet, you can press delete and then somehow someone still has a screenshot of it. They bring it up years after the fact. Um, but yeah, that's my rule of thumb when it came to like even the Black Lives Matter. I'm just being transparent. I posted the black box, but I don't share. And you see, I'm a black female. <laughs> I don't share the news coverage. I don't share um stuff like that because it's not productive to my client base my client base is a good mixture of different races different socioeconomic classes i have my etsy clients are one type of business owner but then my e-partners marketing completely different level of business owner right so i can't sit here and get even into the political game or economic game i should say of oh well everyone's struggling i can't say stuff like that like i've seen the weirdest stuff on instagram lately where people will say it's bad to be a billionaire and there shouldn't be any billionaires and i was like i don't even try to get into those type conversations mm -hmm. because it's like okay some of my customers aspire to be billionaires you know <laughs> i'm not gonna sit there spewing out weird stuff but yeah for just bringing it on home i would say use discretion and then everything you post you got to think about your customer is it going to help them connect with you or is it going to repel them and I admit there's plenty of people that have a train of thought where they're like, oh, well, I don't want those people anyway. If they don't like it, you know, I don't want them. So like I said, he's got to be bold. You have to make that decision. Hmm. So I, I, and if I were to take the takeaway, it's almost, you know, know your customer and know who you're trying to attract. If, if you're a, a political part or if you're a, you know, a nominee for Senator or governor, you're probably going to be a lot more political. If you're trying to reach across all or all customers and all aisles, you know, if you, you're going to offend, if you, if you go down that road, you have the potential of losing those customers or offending them and you're going to limit the, your amount of customer base. And so I think that that's, that's good advice. Well, as we wrap up, we have about, you know, a few more minutes. I've asked a whole bunch of questions, but anything on your end that people should know that you would, you know, the, if you're talking to startup small businesses that are either trying to get into this or just getting into this, 
anything that we haven't covered that would be helpful for them to know? Um, something I was going to say is about SEO, because I know SEO is a hot topic. Is that a hot topic for you? Do you wonder about SEO? Is it like the eighth wonder of the world? I, I certainly, we do a lot with SEO. We've had a good amount of success as my law firm. So, but it's been a slow burn, which is always for me, you know, it's not like I go and write a few blog posts and hey, and, and do a good website. And the next day, everybody's coming to my website. We, we spend probably a year to year and a half before we you know, it's a slow build, but before it really got the traction we want and we see a lot of good results. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great one to hit on and love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. So, um, I literally just recorded a podcast episode on my podcast, the content co, or.co. And, um, it was talking about how a lot of business owners think that SEO is over on an Island by itself, mm. but it's really on an Island, but all the different social media platforms, all the PR articles, all the the podcast appearances, all the collaborations, all the blog posts, all the videos on YouTube. It's like they're on an island, but there's bridges. And then the customer will go over here, look at something, then they come back, then they go here, then they come back, then they come here, then they come back. So um, it's like, I look at SEO more as reputation management instead of just the, you know, full focus of website traffic. I think a lot of customers, or a lot of clients that I've had, when they hear SEO, they think, oh my God, I just have to blog and that's it. It's like, well, no, Google's number one, YouTube's number two, and Pinterest is number three largest search engine. So it's like, you know, you might not be able to get the highest ranking on Google, but if you focus on YouTube or Pinterest or you integrate it, then you're good. <laughs> so that's just the two cents I want to leave with that SEO works with everything you do online, which is good. So as long as you're spewing out, you know, the positivity on social media, the positivity on your website, positivity in video, then you'll be good. So that was why I want to leave your audience with. No, and I like that because I it tends, I think that, you know, people tend to almost put them in different silos, right? We got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got YouTube, we got Google, and we'll just, you know, each of those are separate. But if you can find a way to link those together, bridge them together, then I think it sounds like makes a much better holistic approach as opposed to just a siloed approach. So I think that's great. Yes. So as we wrap up, people want to pick your brain. They want to hire you as a customer. They want to, or as a, as a, a part or a third party, they want you to have you manage it. They want to get to more information, check you out, your podcast, any or all of the above. What's the best way to connect up with you and learn more? Sure. So my Instagram is at ePartnersMarketing. My LinkedIn is Erica Johnson. I'll be sure to give Devin the link for that. Um, let's see. The podcast is is the contentcare.co. It's on Anchor, Spotify. I think it's on Google Podcasts. I'll have to just give you the link for that too. But yeah, that's how they can connect with me. Oh, and duh, my website's epartnersmarketing.com. So that's where they can connect with me. Awesome. Well, I certainly encourage everybody to reach out to you, use, utilize your services, pick your brain, find out more and uh, all of the above and appreciate all of the, everything you've shared. Now, uh, for all of you that are listeners, if you either are an expert and you want to come on and share your expertise, or you want to come on to our normal episodes and just share your journey, feel free to go to inventivejourneyguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. Also, if you are a listener, make sure to click subscribe so you get a notification of all these great episodes as they go live. And lastly, if you ever need any help with patents or trademarks, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Well, Erica, it's been fun to have you on. There's another, I'm sure, another hour's worth of more questions I'd have and more content that we could go over. But appreciate your time sharing your expertise and everything that we've gone over. Thank you so much for having me, Devin. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.